Praise the living God. We thank God Almighty for another powerful day. Today is Resurrection Sunday. The day that Christ was risen from the dead. The day that we have dedicated to remember his resurrection power. How he came to die and he was resurrected for you and I. Beloved, Christ is risen. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He was dead but risen for you and I. He came to die. He came that he might give us life and give us more abundantly. Glory, hallelujah. Today I want to talk about Christ is risen. That Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you this day. We give you glory. We give adoration. We pray that you take dominion. You take charge. You fill us mightily. This day of your resurrection, Lord Jesus, let your greater power be demonstrated. Teach us your word. Let your word have impact upon our life. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. We'll take our first scripture from the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his remains white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. Mm. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is ridden. As he said, Come, See the place where the Lord lay. Amen. Amen. Perhaps early in the morning, on Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and other Mary went to visit the tomb where Christ was buried. Beloved, they went early in the morning because when Christ was on earth, he told them that on the third day I will be risen. When on Friday, when he was buried, Saturday did not go. But Sunday, early in the morning, they remembered what Christ told them. The Bible said they went quickly to visit the tomb. And lo and behold, the Bible said when they got there, they met an angel who wrote out the stone down. Beloved, that stone did not allow, Christ did not get out from that stone only because he can get out without the stone being rolled. But the stone was rolled for Mary, for these disciples to go and verify that truly, truly, Christ is risen. But so the angels told them that Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Beloved, Christ is risen for you and I. Christ is risen. Christ is no more dead. Christ has been taken from the grave. Christ has been redeemed. He's alive again. Hallelujah. Christ is alive for you and I. He's back to life. He died, but is risen again. He died, but have come back to life. He died, but is no more in the grave. He's risen for you and I. That we may have life and have it more abundantly. That we may have it and it will be great for us. That it will bring greater blessings upon our life. 
Christ came to die and was resurrected that you and I we might have life and have it more abundantly. That life should go on well with us. We were in sin, walking in condemnation. Our life were in damnation, moving to destruction. But Jesus Christ came. Came to suffer for you and I. Came to pass through tribulation. Came to pass through pain. Came to pass through all kinds of things. But today, Christ is risen. Beloved, when you go to other countries, when you come to our country, Ghana, there's a very great place that they prepared for our first president, who is Kwame Nkrumah. The place has been prepared that his tomb, that his body, his dead body, should be placed over there for remembrance. If you go to Egypt, there's a place prepared for the dead people, the pharaohs who came to die, the kings of Egypt who came to rule over them, the prominent people. If you go to America today, you the USA, you see Abraham Lincoln and the great people who died, that their dead body had been kept there for many years just to remember them. India, for instance, a lot of countries that have kept dead bodies, their dead bones, for it to be preserved for history, for other kind of things. But lo and behold, if you go to Egypt, if you go to Egypt and you see other kind of things, but if you go to Israel, there is a tomb which is there for many years, which have been opened down for many years, that the dead body cannot be found, that the dead bones cannot be seen. That is the tomb of Jesus Christ, showing that Christ is risen. If you go to that place, you not see bones for remembrance, but you see an empty tomb just for remembrance, showing that Christ is risen from the dead, showing that Christ is no more in the grave, that he is risen. The angels told Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, that Jesus Christ is risen. That Jesus Christ is living. That Jesus Christ is alive. That Jesus Christ is no more in the grave. Glory, hallelujah. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, 17 to 20. Beloved, without resurrection, without Christ being resurrected back to life, life becomes useless. Life becomes empty. Life becomes void. So he have to die and must be resurrected. The life must become meaningful to you. The life must become profitable to you. The life must become great. The life must become useful unto you. Hallelujah. Let's read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 17 to 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17 to 20. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. It says, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sin. Say, ye are yet in your sin. So Christ must be risen so that our faith will not be in vain. So that we will no longer be in our sin. That's what Christ is raising for us today. That we will be redeemed from our sin. That we will be delivered from our iniquities. That our sins will be washed away. So he has to be risen from the dead. That we must have life. That we must have it more and more abundantly. Glory, hallelujah. Say, if Christ not be risen... Our faith is in vain. Our faith must not be in vain. That's why Christ came. That he died. That on the third day, that is today, he must be risen. That life will be abundant. That life will be sufficient for us. Glory, hallelujah. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. So those who are falling in Christ are perished. 
I said, Christ must go to the grave and must die. That those who are falling, that our forefathers, that Moses, that Elisha, that the great people who came to pass, that the great people who came to suffer for us, that they may be risen, that you and I, we may be risen, that we may be out of death, that we may be redeemed from the death that the devil came to brought upon our life, that our life might live and have it more abundantly. The devil came to kill us. The devil came to destroy good things upon our life. He came to take us to the grave. He came to destroy things in our life. But Christ came that he might die and be risen, that we might come back to life, that there will be life among more abundantly. Please take that same place again. Then they also, which are falling asleep the in Christ, who are falling are perished. In Christ are perished. God has not wanted you to be perished. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish. So Christ came to die and he was raised. That whosoever believed in him should not perish. God has not wanted you to perish. He didn't want your life to be destroyed. That's why he came to redeem you. That's why he came to take you from the grave. That's why he came to take you from damnation. That you will not perish. That your life will not be condemned. That your life will not be destroyed. Hallelujah. Amen. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. You see, if, please take it again. If in this life, if in this life, only we have hope, only we have hope in Christ, in Christ, we are all of men. If we are all of men, most miserable, most miserable. Christ came to take you from your miserable life. Our life was more miserable. Our life was being damnation. We're miserable, just walking about without any future, without any hope. So Christ came that he will save us from a miserable life, that he will redeem us, that we will not be miserable in life. He didn't want you to be miserable. That's why he was raised from the dead. That's why he came to take your miserable life unto himself and buried your miserable life and came back to our life with a good life for you. He came, carried our miserable life, carried our faithless life to the grave and brought faith and brought profit unto us and brought good things upon our life. Hallelujah. Christ is indeed the God of all things. He's the one who can save you. So by resurrection, beloved, by resurrection, Christ has the door, the keys to every door. He has in the key that greater doors will be opened unto you. He came to die, went to the grave, took the power of death from the enemy. Took that key that the enemy was using to destroy life. He went and took that key. Because our fathers gave that key to Satan. So Christ must go to the grave and take that key. He must die and take that key. He must be in our place and die the, and face the penalty that we must face. That that key will be taken for you and I. In the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. But say, behold, he holds the key. Christ holds the key to everything. Beloved, he holds the key. He holds the key to your salvation. He holds the key to your greatness. He holds the key to your promotion. He holds the keys to every door that you can think of. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. I am he that liveth. So yeah, is he that he, li- he liveth? And was dead. So he was dead. And behold. And behold. I am alive. 
forevermore. You see, he's alive forevermore. He was the one that was dead, and now he's alive. Christ was dead, but now he's alive. Go to 3 verse 7. He was alive. He was dead, but now he's alive. He's alive for you and I. He's alive for our goodness. He's alive for our success. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive that we must be redeemed. He was alive that he might turn things alive. You see, he was the one who was dead, but now he's alive. Let's continue Revelation 1, 18. There's something there. Amen. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. He have the key of hell and of death. Beloved, Christ was risen, and now he's having the key. He's having the authority of hell and of heaven, of good and of bad. So he can open every door that you need. Which door that you need to be opened unto you? Which door do you want to enter? Christ have the key. Christ have the door. He have the key to the door that can open every door for you. That can change your life. You see, he was the one who was dead, but now he's alive. Beloved Christ is alive. He saw it now. He liveth. He who was dead, Christ liveth. Christ is no more in the grave. Christ is not like man. When he died, that is the end. But when he died, there was a resurrection. The angel said, Christ, I know whom thou seekest. Ye seek Jesus Christ. See, behold, he is alive. He is risen. Beloved, Christ is risen for you and I. Christ is alive. Christ is alive. Holding on to the key of your greatness. Holding on to your key of your great success in life. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. Mm. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, mm -hmm. These things said he that is holy. Mm. He that is true. That he is that true. had the key of David. He that is true. He that had the key of David. He had the key of David. He that opened it. He that opened it. And no man shut so, it. And no man can shut. And shut it. And shut it. And no man open it. And no man open it. But so when Christ died, in the day that he died, the grave was open. Every grave was open. He hold the key. He brought out the dead back to life. He hold the key to bring me to back. But so when he shut, nobody can open. And when he open, nobody can close. Beloved, there's a great key in Jesus Christ because he is risen. His resurrection power have brought a very great key upon our life. And Christ did not only die just to wash away our sin. He did not die just to cleanse you from your sin. But he died that he might give you an inheritance. A great inheritance in life. He brought a very mighty inheritance for you. He died that he will give you an inheritance. A mighty inheritance that your life will be turned around. There's an, an inheritance in Christ Jesus. There's an inheritance in Jesus Christ that he has destined for you and I. That after his death and his resurrection, that that inheritance must be bestowed upon your life. That that inheritance must be given to his children. That that inheritance that must be released upon our life. Hallelujah. In the book of Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Acts 26, verse 18. Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Uh -huh. To open their eyes. Just to open their eyes. And to turn them from darkness to light. To turn them from darkness to light. And from the power. And from the power. Of Satan unto God. Of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. That they may receive forgiveness of sin. 
and inheritance among them which are sanctified. And inheritance among them that are sanctified. It said by that, the faith that is in me. It said by the faith that is in me. That they, their sins will be forgiven. And also that they might receive an inheritance. Hallelujah. Mm. Christ came to die that you might receive an inheritance. After your sins have been forgiven, there is an inheritance for you. There is an inheritance that you might receive in Christ Jesus. He brought that inheritance for you and I, that we must live in that inheritance, that we must live in that inheritance, that that inheritance might be given unto us, that that inheritance, we must walk in that inheritance. Hallelujah. Everywhere you are, Christ is risen. There must be an inheritance for you. There's a great inheritance in Christ Jesus. He brought inheritance for you and I. He brought inheritance that we might possess those great inheritance. That we might walk in that inheritance. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Let's talk about the inheritance. That Christ brought inheritance to his children. Beloved, everywhere you are, uh, there's an inheritance for you. Because Christ is risen. There's an inheritance. What belonged to us, which was stolen by the devil into the grave. Christ went deep into the hell and brought all those inheritance that Satan stole from us. That Satan robbed from us. That those inheritance must be given unto us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. And I read. Giving thanks unto the Father. So giving thanks unto the Father. Hallelujah. Which had made me meet to be back partakers of the inheritance. They are making us to be what partakers of the inheritance. Of the saints in light. Of the saints in light. Christ was then and was risen. That he has brought you to be part of this inheritance. Especially we Gentiles were far off. We're not part of this inheritance. But Christ came to die. He was crucified on the cross. That we might be part of this great inheritance. That this inheritance might be given to us. That we might come back to life. That we might walk in that glory. That we might walk in that divine possession. Hallelujah. I want to talk about seventh inheritance from the resurrection. Christ brought certain inheritance from his resurrection. I want to talk about seven. There are more, but I want to talk about these great seven things. That Christ brought unto us. That Christ came to give unto us. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. It talk about Christ's inheritance that he brought unto us. The great and mighty inheritance that Christ came to give to us. Wow, hallelujah. And you'll be blessed by this inheritance. Wow, the powerful inheritance that Christ brought upon us. That Christ came to give us. Hallelujah. Revelation 5, 11 to 12. Revelation chapter 5. 5 verse 11 to 12. And I beheld. And I beheld. And I heard the voice of many angels. And I heard the voice of many angels. Run about the throne. Run about the throne. Hallelujah. And the beast. And the elders. And the elders. And the number of them. And the number of them. Was 10,000 times 10,000. Were 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands. And thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice. They were saying with a loud voice. What is the lamb? What is the lamb? That was slain. That was slain. To receive power. To receive power. And riches. He said, what is the lamb? That is the first inheritance. That, that, to receive what? Power. Hallelujah. And riches. Riches. 
and wisdom wisdom and strength strength and honor and honor and glory and glory and blessing and blessing hallelujah Amen. these are the strong seven inheritance that Christ brought unto us we are going to take them one by one say he brought what power hallelujah Amen. Christ wants you to live in power satan came to steal our power from us he took our power he robbed us from our authority he robbed us from what it's supposed to be ours. That power that Christ gave to us was taken from us. So Christ must die and he must be resurrected with what greater power unto us. In the book of Acts 1 verse 8, so he, he shall receive power after the Holy Spirit have come upon you. So we shall receive power. Christ brought power unto us. So the first inheritance was power. That Christ brought power unto us. So we shall receive power. We will live in power. We will walk in power. We will walk in greatness. And ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. After that, the Spirit of God has come upon us. Hallelujah. Say so we shall receive power. There's power in Christ Jesus that he brought unto us. Everywhere you are, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, may we receive power to overcome the devil. May you receive power to do greater work. May you receive power to do healing. May you receive power to do signs and miracles. To receive, to do greater works on earth here. God Christ brought power as an inheritance unto us. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. Uh -huh. But as many as receive him. See, as many as receive him. To them give the, he power to become the sons so of to God. To them give he power to become the sons of God. Even Christ, to them that believe on his name. To them that believe unto his name. Christ brought power unto us. He brought us power. He gave us power. He gave us what? The dunamis. Dunamis with the power of God. Christ brought that power. Christ gave us that power. He gave us the power to do greater work. He gave us the power to do mighty work. He gave us power to do the supernatural. He gave us power. He charged us with his power to heal the sick. Are you, do you know anybody who is sick? Receive the power to heal the person. Are you sick in your body? Receive the power to command that sickness to be out of your body. Because Christ brought power unto you. In the book of Luke chapter 12 verse 19. Luke chapter 12 verse 19. And I will say to my soul. See, I will say to my soul. So, so thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Mm. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Amen. Amen. Say, take, eat, and make merry. Hallelujah. Amen. Christ has given the power to do greater works. This was a man in Luke 12, verse 19. He thought earthly things could grant him mighty power. He thought greater things would grant him mighty things. Beloved, but that could not help him. But that could not deliver him from anything. He thought food could grant him the power to make greater things on earth here. But it was all in vain. But there is power in Christ Jesus that Christ brought unto us. That we must live in that power, that we must walk in that power to do greater work, to do greater man, to do greater things on earth here. This man ended up dying because his power was earthly. But Christ has given us the power that we must live and live and live and live. That we must command bad things against our life. 
that we must change things within our life. The second thing was riches. The second inheritance that Christ brought to us is riches. Christ brought riches unto us. He came that we might have riches. That we might live in abundant riches. Christ doesn't want you to be poor. Christ doesn't want you to be walking in what? Poverty. He came to destroy the power of poverty. That you might live rich. That you might have riches. That you might live in greater things. That you might live in greater blessings. That you might live in what? Greater promotion. He wants you to be blessed. Silver and gold is mine, says the Lord. Silver and gold is Jesus Christ. Silver and gold belong to God. He wants to give you that silver and gold. That's why he came to die. That you must live in riches. Abundant of riches. Supernatural riches. Great riches. Mighty riches. That your life will not walk in poverty. That your life will not be scarce. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Paul said, in the book of Revelation 22 verse 7. Proverbs 22 verse 7, sorry. Proverbs 22 7. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7. Mm-hmm. The rich ruled over the poor. Say the rich ruled over the poor. And the borrower. And the borrower. Is servant to the lender. Is servant to the lender. God doesn't want you to be a servant any longer. So he came that he might bring riches unto you. That you no longer serve. That you no longer be a servant to your enemy. That you no longer be a servant to anybody. He brought riches. He wants you to rule. He wants you to take dominion. He wants you to take charge over your life. He wants your life to be what? To be great and mighty. He wants you to walk in that great success. He wants you to walk in that great inheritance. So he brought greater success unto us. He brought greater riches that we might become rich. That our life will be full of riches. That our life will be full of blessing. That our life will be full of mighty things. That money will not, will not lack any money in life. Said so the rich ruled over the poor. They have been ruled for many years. But Christ is raising that he might take that poverty out of your life. That you not be ruled by anybody. That you have dominion on earth here. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, the Bible says, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That. That. Though he was rich. Say, though he was rich. Yet for your sake. It says, yet for your sake. He became poor. He became poor. That ye through his poverty. That ye through his poverty. Might be rich. Might be rich. But he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. He came to take away your poverty and gave you his riches. Hallelujah. Christ brought his riches unto us. He brought greater riches. He came to give us mighty riches that we might be rich, that we might walk in greater riches, that we might walk in greater inheritance, that our life will be full of riches. Hallelujah. God wants you to be rich. That's why he came to die. That's why he was risen. He came, he took away your poverty on himself and took and buried that poverty and came alive with riches. And brought that riches unto you. And brought that greatness unto you. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Uh-huh. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. You see that I remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. It is he that giveth you power to make wealth. 
Christ is the one who gives you power to make what? That he may establish his covenant. That he may establish his covenant. Which he swore unto thy fathers. That he is sworn unto thy fathers. As it is this day. As it is this way. God wants you to walk in greater power of riches. He don't want you to be poor. That's why he came to die. That's why he was raising. That you must have abundance of riches. That you must have abundance of great things on earth here. Hallelujah. We want to talk about the 13, which is wisdom. Christ brought wisdom unto us. Hallelujah. He came to give us mighty wisdom. He brought supernatural wisdom upon our life. But if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask the Father of glory that he must give us. Beloved, do you lack wisdom? Are you a student? Do you want to make it in life? Do you want to go to the top in life? You need Jesus. He is the giver of all wisdom. He brought an inheritance called wisdom. That you might be wise. That you might not be foolish. That wisdom may be given unto you. That wisdom may be released upon your life. Christ brought the wisdom. He came to give us wisdom. When Christ was on earth here, he was a man of wisdom. In the book of Mark chapter 6 verse 2, they say, what type of man is it? That such mighty words were from this wisdom. They were surprised were from this mighty wisdom. Christ brought mighty wisdom unto us. He came to give that wisdom unto us. That we might walk in that wisdom. That we might live in that wisdom. That we must live in that powerful wisdom. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Christ wanted to live in wisdom. He brought you wisdom on earth here. There's wisdom in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Who have known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. That he might instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. So we have the mind of Christ. We have the wisdom of Jesus Christ. He gave that inheritance to us that we might have his mind, that we might live like him. He was a man of wisdom. He was a man full of understanding, full of mysteries. Anytime he speaks, people have to do a surprise of his wisdom. Christ brought that wisdom unto us. I pray that wisdom will release upon your life. That you be a man of wisdom, a woman of wisdom, that when you speak, it will be full of wisdom. But I say, Solomon was a man of wisdom, that people came from far, people traveled from long distance just to hear his wisdom. First Kings chapter 4, 29. First Kings 4, 29. I say, he's a man of wisdom. Solomon wisdom. He asked God gave him wisdom. One day God appeared and said, what do you want? He said, I want wisdom to rule. And Christ gave him wisdom. And Solomon never begged because he was a man of wisdom. Wisdom brought him far. Wisdom took him far. Wisdom brought a lot of inheritance unto him. 1 Kings 4, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom. So God gave Solomon wisdom. And understanding exceeding much. And understanding exceeding much. And largeness of heart. And a largeness of heart. To 34. Read up to Even 34. as the sand that is on the seashore. Mm-hmm. And Solomon's wisdom ex- excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East. But said, Solomon's wisdom excelled more than all the children of the East. May your wisdom excel in Jesus' name. 
and all the wisdom of Egypt. And all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men. Was wiser than all men. May you be wiser than everybody. May God grant you supernatural wisdom than any other person. May you be wise in all your understanding. Hallelujah. Than Ethan the Ezraite, mm. and Haman, and Chalco, and Dada, the sons of Maho. These were great people, full of wisdom. But when the wisdom of God entered into Solomon, he became wise than all of them. Wisdom inheritance is in Christ Jesus. May God grant us that wisdom, that we might walk in that mighty wisdom, that we might live a life of supernatural. And his fame was in all nations round about. And his fame was in all nations round about. May your fame go far. May you go far by your wisdom. May God grant you wisdom that will take you far. Where your fathers could not reach, may you reach there by your wisdom. May God impart mighty wisdom unto you that you go far in life. That you not be lack any good things. May you be full of wisdom, supernatural wisdom, heavenly wisdom, spiritual wisdom from above. In Jesus' name. And he spoke 3,000 proverbs. And he spoke 3,000 proverbs. And his songs were a thousand and five. And his songs were a thousand and five. This was the wisdom of Solomon. Full of wisdom. That people had to travel from far. The queen of Sheba must move from a far distance just to come and listen to him. May people move far and come and listen to you. May people travel just because of you. May your wisdom save nations. May your wisdom save millions of people. In Jesus' name. The other thing I want to talk about is strength. The fourth inheritance that Christ came to give us is strength. God wants us to walk in strength. He wants us to live in divine strength. He wants us to be strengthened with him. He wants us to be in divine strength. He gave us his strength. As weak as we are, he brought strength unto us that we might not be weak, that our life will not walk in weakness, that our life will not be limited, that will not be timid in life. I said, be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants you to be strong. He wants you to live in mighty strength. He wants you to live in what? Greater strength in life. There is strength in Christ Jesus. In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says, Colossians chapter 1 verse 11, Strengthen with all might. Strengthen with all might. According to his glorious power. According to his glorious power. Unto all patience. Unto all patience. And long suffering. And long suffering. With joyfulness. So with joyfulness. So strengthen with what? All power. With all his power. Who is his? With the power of Jesus Christ. He wants you to be strengthened in all power. You have to live in divine strength. That is the inheritance that God gave to us. All you have to do is to wait upon him. But so those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength like eagle. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. So they shall mount up with like eagle. They shall run. They shall walk. They shall do all kinds of things. They shall not faint. They shall not be weary. Christ wants you to walk in that divine strength. He wants you to have divine power, strength within you. He wants you to be strengthened within yourself. He wants you to walk in mighty power, strength that nobody can push you, that nobody devil can defeat you. The strong. He wants you to be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God wants you to be strong. He brought divine strength unto you. He brought divine power strength that we might be strong in all things. You have to, all you have to do is wait upon the Lord. During this 
pandemic is a time that you have to wait mightily upon him. Stay focused. No distance can prevent you from reaching God. No matter how far you are, you can still reach God. All you have to do is wait upon him for him to strengthen you. Let's read the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Mm. But they that wait upon the Lord. Say they that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. They shall mount up with wings. As eagles. As eagles. They shall run. You see, they shall run. And not be weary. And not be weary. They shall walk. They shall walk. And not faint. And not faint. Hallelujah. See, they shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. Are you weary in life? May God strengthen you. May God empower you everywhere you are. May God grant you mighty strength, divine strength from above. In Jesus' name. The fifth thing is honor. He wants you to walk in greater honor. God wants to honor you. God wants you to have a mighty honor upon your life. He didn't want you to be in shame. He didn't want you to walk in disgrace. He wants to honor you. He wants greater respect to be upon you. He brought respect upon you. He wants you to walk in that mighty honor in life. Everywhere you go, God wants you to be honored. He wants people to grant you their respect. He wants you to be respected on earth here. He don't want you to be cast, to be a castaway. That people will see you and will not <laughs> see any good things in you. He wants to honor you. That people will salute you. That even the devil will bow. That when anybody see you, he might grant you the maximum respect. That he might grant you what? Greater things. That he might respect you in life. God wants our life to be respected. God wants us to reign. He wants you to reign on life here. In the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. And has made us unto our God. Kings and priests. She have made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. So we shall reign on the earth. God wants you to reign on the earth. He wants you to be honored. He wants you to be kings and priests on, his, on the earth here. He wants greater honor should be given unto you. He wants greater honor should be released upon your life. God wants you to walk in greater honor. So Christ brought honor as an inheritance to us. That our life will be full of honor. Hallelujah. The sixth thing that Christ brought is glory. Hallelujah. He brought excellence. Glory is excellent. Beauty with him. God wants you to be beautiful. He wants you to walk in excellency. He, to, he doesn't want you to bow your, down your head in shame. And when you are walking, you can walk boldly. You can walk confidently because there's a glory. Bible said in Isaiah, I say, arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He wants you to shine. He wants you to walk in mighty glory. He wants your life to be beautiful. He wants your life to be unique. He wants your life to be turned around. He wants your life to be supernatural. He wants your life to be beautiful. He wants greater things to be released upon your life. Christ brought that divine excellence upon your life. He said, he wants you to shine in life. He wants you to Make it great in life. He wants you to be beautiful in life. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Arise, Jerusalem. Say, arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. For all to see. For all to see. For the glory of the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Say, for the glory of the Lord. 
Rises to shine on you. Rises to shine on you. Christ brought the great glory to rise and shine on you. Say, arise and shine. He wants you to shine. He don't want you to walk in darkness. He don't want you to be in shame. He don't want you to walk in scarcity. He wants you to arise and shine in life. God wants you to shine. Say, I will shine. Of course, I'm walking in glory. Oh, man, the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. The glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord. Candesa is raising. Hallelujah. We are shining. Hallelujah. Anytime you wake up on the morning, see the glory of the Lord is raising upon me. I am a shining light. I am a shining light. I am shining. I'm beautiful. I'm excellent. If you're writing it, I'm saying that my examination results will be excellent. I will come out to be beautiful, colors. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to rise and shine. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Bible talk of... Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power had given unto us. It's according as his divine power has been given unto us. All things that pertain unto life. All things that pertain unto life. And godliness. And godliness. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. That had called us to glory and virtue. That have called us to glory and what? Virtue. He have called us what? Glory and virtue. God wants us to be what? Mighty glory. He wants us to be what? In the mighty glory and virtue. He wants things to change in our life. He wants greater blessing to be released. Hallelujah. In the book of First Philippians chapter 1, verse 11. Beloved, there's a glory in Christ Jesus. Ha ka Mighty glory. Supernatural glory. Ha ka God wants you to live in that mighty glory. Hey, Kabado, there's glory, there's excellence, there's beauty in Christ Jesus. Oh, cartoon did it. Philippians 1 verse 11. Philippians chapter 1 verse 11. Mm. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. Being filled with the fruit of righteousness. Which are by Jesus Christ. Which are by Jesus Christ. Unto the glory. Unto the glory. And ah, praise of God. And praise of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we thank God Almighty. I want to talk about the seventh thing that God wanted, that God brought as inheritance to us. The last one is blessing. God wants you to walk in blessing. He wants you to live in a supernatural blessing. He wants you to have blessing upon your life, Galatians. He wants you to live in what? Mighty blessing. There's blessing in Christ Jesus. There's blessing in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Mighty blessing. Mighty blessing that Christ brought unto us. He took away our curse. Opposite of blessing is curse. If you're not blessed, you are cursed. If we read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it talks of two things, blessing and curse. If you don't walk in blessing, you are walking in curse. So Christ came, that he took all the curse and brought out blessing. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, the Bible tells that everyone who died on the cross, talk about how Christ came to die on the cross, that he became curse for us, that he took away our curse, that we might be blessed. That our life will be turned around. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. It said Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Being made a curse for us. Beloved, we were walking in curse. But Christ had redeemed us from that curse of the law. He came to carry our curse on himself. He came to make 
an atonement for our cares. He came to carry all those curses from us. He was made curse for you and I. For it is written. So for it is written. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Christ was hung on the tree that we might become that what he would take away our curse from us that we will be full of blessing that our life will turn around that things will be good for us that we can walk in blessing he took away all the curse from our life hallelujah that the blessing of abraham might come that the blessing of abraham might come on the gentiles through jesus on the gentiles through jesus christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. That we must receive the promise of the faith through faith. That the blessing, that the blessing, that the blessing might come upon the Gentiles. Beloved, we're not qualified as Gentiles. We're disqualified. But Christ came to die. He brought in blessing. He brought qualification to us. That things will work to our good. That life will turn around. That things will work through for us. Hallelujah. It's the blessing of the Lord. But say, the blessing of the Lord make one rich and he add no sorrow. Beloved, Christ came to make you blessed. That sorrow will not be added to it for you. He brought mighty blessing. He brought mighty blessing. Oh, hallelujah. May you walk in blessing. May the blessing of the Lord be released upon your life. May God grant you much greater and mighty blessing. May God, Isaiah, may God bring blessing upon you. May God turn your life around for good. May God make all things possible. May God make all things unique for you. May God bring all things close to your doorstep. Blessing that nobody can change. When God bless you, nobody can change it. When God bless you, nobody can turn it around. When God bless you, nobody can turn it around. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 65, verse 8. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 8. That saith the Lord, mm. as the new wine is found in the cluster. So as the new wine is found in the cluster. And one saith. And one saith. Destroy it not. It said destroy it not. For a blessing is in it. For a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake. So, so will I do for my servant's sake. Because that, that I may not destroy them all. That I may not destroy them all. Because of the blessing of the Lord upon your life, no devil can destroy you. There's no way you can be destroyed. But he will do it for you. That he will not destroy it. Your life will not be destroyed. Your life will not be condemned. Your life will not be destroyed. The time came that the, uh, a king told that they should catch the people of Israelites. Bible said, the more they care, the more they are blessed. So will it be your story that the more they care, the more you are blessed. The more they pronounce judgment upon your life, the more blessings flowing. You will never be destroyed. Your life will not be condemned in the name of Jesus. These are the seven great inheritance that Christ brought unto us. And to conclude with, I want to talk about to walk in this inheritance. Three things that you have to do to walk in this great inheritance. The first of all, accept Jesus Christ as a Lord and personal Savior. When you accept Him as a Lord and personal Savior, this inheritance comes upon your life. This inheritance becomes yours in the name of Jesus. The second thing is believe in them. 
Believe that we have power. Believe that there's riches. Believe that there's wisdom. Believe that there's strength. Believe that there's honor. Believe that there's glory. And believe that there's blessing abundance that Christ has destined for you. Hallelujah. Just believe them. Just believe that Christ has brought all this in for you. And the third one is receive it by force. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11, verse 11 to 12. You have to believe it and receive it by force. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11, verse 11 to 12. Verily I say unto you. So verily I say unto you. Among them that are born of women. Among them that are born of women. There had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. There had not risen greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding. Notwithstanding. He that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. He that is least in the kingdom is greater than he. Hallelujah. And from the days of John the Baptist. And from the days of John the Baptist. Until now. Until now. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. Suffered violence. Suffered violence. And the violence take it by force. And violence take it by force. But we have to claim it by force. Even if the enemy is stopping you, take it by force. Even when they bring oppression upon your life, take it by force. Take it by force. Take it by force. Receive it by force. Don't allow the devil to receive you. Christ is risen for you and I. God bless you for listening. God bless you and increase you. May God bless you. May God increase you. May God bring great inheritance upon you. May his resurrection change your life. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.